Welcome to the Natural Writer Podcast, a place where writers can explore alternative methods to accessing their creative process. I'm your host, Nicola Thompson, creator of Natural Writer Coaching, writer, ghostwriter, and tarot reader. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to another week's episode. Full disclosure, this is not actually the episode I had planned for this week. However, after last week and everything leading up to it, I kind of hit a wall. I got really exhausted because I was doing so much. I was working on getting this podcast ready to launch. I was ready I was getting ready my workbook, my Celtic Cross workbook for writers, which if you're interested in, you can go to naturalwritercoaching.com and get yourself a copy, totes free. And a hundred other things such as some marketing classes. Also, my family being in town, which was fantastic. I have seen so much of my family this summer. It's been great because I've been out of the country for the last five years. So it's been really nourishing to be able to see them. But everything has happened kind of all at once. And as a result, I hit a wall. I was completely exhausted. There was a lot that I had to do. And I was getting up at five o'clock in the morning and working until 10 o'clock at night, trying to fit everything in and then repeat for about three or four weeks straight. And I know that that doesn't sound like too terribly much. Well, I say that. (laughs) I'm saying that working for four weeks on a project doesn't seem like too terribly much, but it was with everything that I was doing, it was quite a bit. So when Monday morning hit, after I did my part to tell everyone about this podcast and the launch of the first episode, I felt so drained that I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't have a creative or logical or motivated bone in my body at the end of it. I just kind of sat there staring at a wall for a while because I couldn't make myself do anything. I had lost my motivation and that's not a good place to be. Not for a coach, not for a writer, not for anyone who has goals to set and, and achieve. So I thought this was probably a good opportunity for some introspection. So instead of just continuing to stare at the wall and berate myself for not doing things that I should be getting done, I decided to kind of get back into my daily tarot draw. And I thought that since it was the beginning of August, well, I mean, it was the second, it was August 2nd, I thought I'd do one of those tarot-themed daily draws. There's an Instagram account called Owl and Bones, and they they do sometimes monthly tarot challenges. So I kind of participated in one of those and pulled up some questions. So for this particular one, I looked at the week ahead, the energy for the week ahead. And there was, I was supposed to basically pull four cards, but I only pulled three. The four cards were to represent the energy for the week ahead, what I should let in, what I should keep out, and then a mantra. Instead, what I did was I developed a mantra from the cards that I pulled. So for my energy of the week, I pulled the Four of Cups, which is kind of being bored and worn out from what's being expected of me. And as a result, not seeing the cup behind me that needs filling. To keep, I drew the Wheel of Fortune, and I've got a really big connection with the Wheel of Fortune, which is 
to let things go. What goes up must come down, and what goes down will come back up again. It's a wheel. It's an ever-turning wheel. So going with the flow is pretty important. Something to keep out, I drew the Emperor. Now, just kind of a side note, I'm using a new deck, and it's the Dream Keeper's Tarot. And it is a weird, weird, weird deck. It's weird. It is so weird. There's no other word but other than just weird. And uh, I'll see how many times I can say that word. Weird. Um, <laughs> and yet, the Emperor was so normal. Out of the rest of the deck, which is compiled of just strange depictions of floating people that are half skeletons that are made of fishbone and all sorts, it's just a man sitting in a throne and the throne has ram heads for armchairs. It's a boring card. And that's all I could think of when I looked at it was, my God, how boring is this card? And there's there's kind of a, a rigidity and a, an expected structure, I think, that kind of comes of the emperor. Because it is structure. And so sometimes structure can be boring. And so all I could think of was bored. So I, I had drawn the fourth card, but I didn't actually read it. And from this, I created my mantra for the week, which was, by moving with the flow, I open myself to fill my offered cup unapologetically. By moving with the flow, I open myself to fill my offered cup unapologetically. What does that mean? That means that I'm going to go with how I feel and I'm going to take time to notice where my energy is depleted and I'm going to take the time and spend it filling my cup. I'm going to nurture myself. I'm going to see, okay, I'm socially exhausted, so I'm going to say no to social offers. I'm going to say, okay, well, my body doesn't seem to be feeling too great. I'm tired all the time. I'm going to look at my sleeping patterns. I'm going to look at my eating patterns. I'm going to say, you know, I just can't think today. So I'm going to do something that doesn't involve too terribly much thinking. I'm going to look at what I need. I'm going to see where my cup is empty and I'm going to work on loving that part of myself and nurturing that part of myself and following it or filling it. And I'm not going to feel bad about it because that's what I need. So that's my mantra for the week. Anyways, after I decided this, I gave in and I flipped over the fourth card, which was the King of Wands. So the King of Wands is a master of his craft, which is the wands, which is fire, which is passion. He is the master of his passion, of the thing that lights him up. This means that he knows when to fan the flames of his passion, of fire, and when they need to be tampered down. So that means he can find steadiness through his knowledge of how to balance his passions and desires. So that's exactly what I have to do. That's exactly what I'm saying is that, okay, don't burn the candle at two ends. I need to chill and let myself rest and let things burn on their own. I don't have to keep pushing them. Okay, so that was my wisdom for the week ahead. In light of this wisdom, I decided to at least take the day off because I can't remember the last time I gave myself a full day off. And truth be told, because I'd already kind of done like all the sharing and this, that, and the other, I mean, it wasn't a full day off, but it was a day off nonetheless. So I went to move to see what I needed. And I needed a little bit of spirituality and I needed a little bit of nourishment and I needed a little bit of fun. And oh, hey, guess what? 
It was Lamas. Okay. So Asterix just found out I was I was Monday day old when I learned that Lamas is not actually a pagan term like I always learned it was for the summer festival. It's a Christian term, but the pagan term? I haven't looked into this too terribly much as hold on, I'm gonna I'm going to mispronounce this terribly. It's Lugnazad. Lugnazad? Anyway, either way, it falls on August 1st or 2nd. I've always celebrated it on the 2nd. And it celebrates the first harvest of the summer. So the first of the harvest veg. And what is most done typically to celebrate it is to bake bread and to feast on summer vegetables. So I decided to make bread and a summer vegetable stew and it was delightful i went to the local co-op i got as local and and organic and whatever ingredients as i possibly could and i got tons of vegetables like i had like a recipe i was going for but like i was like no 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 i'm gonna go crazy with these vegetables and I just got tons of them. And then I got a local stout to put in the stew. And I got uh, fresh herbs and fresh chives and fresh edible flowers to chop up and stick in the bread. And I got a local blonde ale. And then I got myself to drink a local, locals also right up there with weird, let's see how many times I can say this, a local cider from Finn River. Oh my God, it was so good. It was a cider just for me. It was lavender and black currant. Oh, it was delicious. Anyways, and I went home and I just, I did some cleaning that had been kind of put on the back burner, just general tidying, you know, like those, those chores that are kind of maybe like once a month sort of thing that you just kind of keep putting off. Yeah, I did all that and I just, I made the house feel good and comfy and then I cooked and played music and just enjoyed myself and then I sat on the back porch and I ate my meal and it was wonderful and everything that I needed it to be. It was nourishing. It allowed me to play. I got to get like tap back into that part of me that loves nutrition and loves to be connected to my con community. And it was just a really delightful day. Why am I telling you all of this? There's actually a reason for this. I'm not just bragging here. <laughs> so I recognize that there's a lot of stuff. Where I, I recognize that there's a lot of privilege in what I've just told you. A, I could take a day off because I needed it. I had that ability to do so. I was able to go and do this type of shopping that I did. I was able to have that space to myself to be able to do that. I recognize all of those privileges that I had that I've listed. I'm telling you this because the big takeaway of what I did was I celebrated. I took the time to celebrate what I had accomplished, which was launching a podcast and launching a brand new workbook. I know that that doesn't sound like very big deals, but for me, it was massive. And I was very proud of myself and I was very excited and I was very exhausted. What I want you to do is take note of where your little victories are and where your big victories are and ask yourself, what are you doing to celebrate them? It's easy to burn yourself out with doing what you feel must be done. So when we're writers, when we're, when we're trying to accomplish anything, even outside of writing, we set goals and we set really hard goals. We set ambitious goals and we're determined to make them happen. We put a lot of energy into them. 
But how often do we actually give ourselves the time to rest once we've reached our goals? If you're anything like me, or I'm like, I'm a total workaholic, so I have to actually schedule in rest. And I didn't even think to do that until I was listening to the So You Want to Be a Witch podcast by Sarah M. Chappell, uh, who encourages scheduling rest because we just don't do it. <laughs> When we reach our goals, oftentimes we have a follow-up goal. It's our goals are often just a step. Okay, we've done this thing. Now what's the next step? And we begin planning the next thing. For me, releasing the workbook and the podcast, these are two goals of mine, but they're not the ultimate goal. They're just steps. They're just mile markers. They're small mile markers in the grand scheme of what I ultimately want to accomplish which means that I still have work to do, which means that really I don't get to stop. And it's kind of like, congratulations, you have finished outlining your novel. Okay, that is a step. Now you have to write your novel. Okay, congratulations, you've written your first draft of your novel. That is just a step. Now you have to revise. Now you have to edit. Now you have to pitch it to an editor. Now you have to beta read it. Now you have to pitch it to an agent. Now you have to self-publish it. Now you have to submit it to a traditional publisher. Now you've got to market it. And now you've got to write your next book if you want to keep being relevant as an author. It goes on. There is a lot to being a writer. And it's daunting. But when you break it down into the smaller steps, it's a lot easier. Yet there's still lots of smaller steps. So how do you keep going? How do you avoid the burnout? You avoid the burnout by paying attention to what you need. You avoid it by seeing where you're running low on resources and you celebrate by allowing yourself ways to replenish those resources. This is going to look different for different people because A, different people have different needs and B, different people are in different situations. So for some people, launching something and being able to take a week off to recuperate from that launch is not going to be feasible for someone who's launched something while they're also still working two jobs trying to make ends meet. That's just not feasible and that's okay. We're all at different places. But knowing what you need is the best way to start kind of replenishing before your resources get too low. One way to keep ourselves replenished is self-care. Self-care, let me just say right now, should not be a reward. That is an award. This isn't, this isn't a congratulations, you've been so busy that you've burnt yourself out. Here's your reward with resting. No, 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 no. However, self-care is something that you need to keep doing no matter what. And it's hard to make ourselves do it. When we set small goals, like writing 2,000 words, notice how we feel after we've written those 2,000 words. Do we feel energized? Do we feel like we could write another 2,000? Do we feel like we just moved a mountain? Because sometimes it can feel like that. Not always, but sometimes. Do we feel accomplished and proud of ourselves? Do we feel like we never want to do that again and maybe we need to readjust our goals? There's no wrong way of feeling. However, paying attention to how you feel when you accomplish that small daily goal can let you know, all right, so this was mentally strenuous. Okay, this was emotionally strenuous. All right, this was absolutely depleting of 
all of my energy all together. Okay, this was difficult because I was stressed out or whatever it is. When we start noticing that for our small, like for our daily writing goals, then we can say, okay, now I've used up this energy. I'm going to give myself X amount of time to do something that will replenish that energy. For me personally, it's dancing. Dancing gives me so much energy. I get hyped with the music. I jump around my living room. I have a real good groove because let's face it, I can't go dancing right now because of COVID. And I feel wonderful afterwards. That's a really big one for me. When I was ghostwriting and writing 10,000 words a day, all I wanted to do was go walking. So what I did, <laughs> what I did was I got myself a treadmill again, noting privilege I understand that however it was something that I could do I got myself a treadmill I set a timer on my phone and every 25 minutes I'd stop writing and get up from my desk and I would walk on my treadmill for five minutes and then I would go back to writing and repeat that and writing or walking was my reward for sitting and writing constantly for 25 minutes when I didn't have a treadmill I stood up and did squats I did anything mostly okay so the reason why this was really hard for me was it was hard for my body to sit for that long and so being able to get up and move my body was a reward for me because it was what I needed it was where I was suffering the most so when we look at our daily goals and just notice how our energies shift before and after we do something and then using those things to kind of keep ourselves topped up Kind of like a car, you don't want to let your gas tank get all the way to low because otherwise you're just running on fumes and you're barely getting yourself going and that's when you crash. That's when your car stops working. That's when you stop working and you have sick days and you have days when your mental health goes down, when your emotional health goes down and you just have zero spoons to give. So when I say that make self-care your reward, I'm not saying drain yourself and then give yourself self-care. I'm saying pay attention to the things that light you up and give you energy and can replace your emptying cups, your emptying gas tank. What can you do to top up after you've used that? And what can you, how can you do it daily or weekly, regularly, so you don't get below half a tank? A really good way of testing out and kind of trying to figure out your energy like af especially after you do something or in general you can do this after you complete a task or a goal that you have that's like weekly goal say your goal is to go to the gym three times a week or your goal is to create a meal schedule for the week do that and then journal do some journaling. Of course, I'm going to tell you to journal, but I actually do have some questions for you. And I suggest if you are a tarot person, because I'm a tarot person, if you haven't figured out from this episode or any of these podcasts episodes so far, you can use the tarot cards, your tarot cards, preferably tarot rather than oracle, because I'm going to kind of implore you to look at the suits that you draw. You can use the tarot with these journal prompts. So spend some time after you've completed a task or when you're thinking about creating a big task or just in general, ask yourself these questions. Draw tarot cards for these questions. Okay, the first question is, in what area in life do I feel drained? 
Is this your social area? Is this when it comes to your creations, what you're building for yourself, how you express your passions, how you express yourself? Is this in your community? Is this in your communication? Is this in thinking patterns, things that you have to figure out? Is this in education? Is this in your relationships, your social situations? Is this how do you feel drained or where do you feel drained regarding your home, your job, your money, your potential financial situations, your your workout routine, your diet if you're on one or your diet if you're not on one? In what areas do I feel drained? The second question is what area of life lights me up? I feel like that's a term that comes up quite a bit in coaching, but it's totally true. Like what lights you up? Like what is that spark of inspiration? What makes you just want to jump up and say, yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. I'm jazzed. Let's do it. Like wh- what gets you super stoked and excited? <laughs> like, I'm I'm actually pretty easily excitable. So I, I'm... I generally am stoked when people around me are stoked. <laughs> but what what lights you up? For me, it's it's being around people. For it's being in the sun. It's dancing. It's working on a new story idea. It's working on a new blog post. It's I have a lot of things that I get really excited about. I try to revolve my life around them. So I mean, what lights you up? Okay, so the next. There's going to be four sets of questions after this, and they're all going to pertain individually to different elements. So the first set has to do with fire. What is nourishing your passions? What is making, what is taking you away from your passions? And what is taking away from your drive? So like what's acting as a demotivator? Like what is, what is something that zaps your energy as soon as you think about it? These questions, the next questions have to do with air. What thoughts are inspiring you? What thoughts are holding you back? What inspires you in general? Where do you get your inspiration? The next set is water. How do you feel about the relationships in your immediate circle? How can you be more compassionate to yourself and in what ways? How can you nourish yourself more spiritually? And the next set of questions are earth. Where are you physically overextending yourself? What are you doing to support your body? How does your physical space affect you? And then finally, what is the best piece of advice that you can give yourself? After all of this journaling, after writing out all of these things, what is the best thing that you can deduce from this? Now, if you're using the tarot, what I highly recommend doing is looking at these questions. And if you need the questions written out, you can go check out my blog. There'll be a corresponding blog to this. Draw a card for each question. Keep it face down. Journal on the question and then flip over the tarot card. Interpret the tarot card and journal on that if you need. And then compare the answers. Pay attention to the answers and kind of develop something that way. I'm a really big fan of this method because I think it's the best method to really dive deep into what's going on. Likewise, if you do use a tarot, pay attention to what suits are coming up the most in this spread. 
When you have lots of wands but not very many cups, for example, then you know that maybe you're too energetic. You've got way more energetic and drive energy and not enough water energy, not enough introspection, not enough self-care or not enough internal work going on and you're going to be imbalanced. You're going to burn yourself out. So looking at what you have an abundance of and what you have very little of can be a really good indicator of what areas you need to kind of focus on in order to nourish yourself. Returning to the idea of celebrating, now you kind of have an idea of how to direct yourself to areas where you need some support from yourself. Use those methods of support, make them celebrations. For example, if you find that maybe you're giving too much in your social life, then celebrate your victories by spending time alone. And when you do that, do something that's fun. That's the important thing. Make sure that whatever it is that you do to nourish yourself, you're enjoying. Don't try and stay away from the things that are the, the I should do this or ooh, I should blah, blah, blah. I should go to the gym. No, make it a celebration. If you have fun going to the gym and that's your treat, then do it. Whatever it is that you use to top up that cup, make sure it's something fun as well. So if you're looking at spending time on your own and you need to nourish yourself, maybe sitting at home kind of twiddling your fingers, your thumbs on your own isn't the way to do it because that's just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Unless that sounds perfect to you, then go for it. But maybe treat yourself and go to a movie and enjoy your own company at a meal. Take yourself out to a meal if you can. Or order in and enjoy something on your own. Take a walk. Spend a day exploring a new town on your own. Whatever it is, just make sure it's fun. I don't wanna say what you should or shouldn't do because at the end of the day, it's about what lights you up and fills up your cup. And you can absolutely celebrate your accomplishments, big or small, by treating yourself to a cupcake, a drink, a night out, a trip, and so on. These are really fun and wonderful ways to indulge. But if you're looking at taking time to honor those daily tasks, those daily things that you have to get done, so we'll return back to the idea of the, of the, the daily word count. If you're taking time to celebrate those things, then making sure what you're doing isn't going to form less desirable habits is probably something to keep in mind as well. <laughs> Again, what you should be doing should be replenishing. So it should be nourishing and you should be enjoying what you're doing. So you can look forward to it. You can say, you know what? I just got to get through these 2000 words and then I can go back to reading my Agatha Christie novel or whatever your guilty pleasure is because Agatha Christie is totally a guilty pleasure I guess <laughs> I don't know why it would be <laughs> check in with yourself regularly though stay present within yourself as in pay attention don't look too much towards the future don't look at the past don't look at the shoulds don't look at your to-do list Say, I've accomplished this, I've done this thing. Okay, how do I feel in my body? How do I feel mentally? How do I feel emotionally? And go from there and make your determination from there. 
in the meantime, make us make yourself a list of things that light you up, things that nourish you, and pay attention to the elements kind of outlined before, like the questions that they have to deal with. Remember, water has to do with your emotions, your relationship, your intuition, and your spirituality. Fire has to deal with your passion and drive and want what you create. Air has to do with communication, society, education, thinking, logic. Fire has to do with what you eat and your home and your, your family. How you move through the world, what you physically do to so your body and your health. Keeping in mind all of these things, make lists for each of those elements of things that you feel really light you up, that you get really excited about, things that are small or big. This could be travel, this could be eating a cupcake, whatever it is. Make a list of these things so that when you do celebrate your, your victories, big and small, you can find, if you find that you're depleted in any one of these areas or your energy is zapped by any of these areas, then you can go to something and celebrate and use those things as nourishment to top up that cup, to make sure your engine, your engine gaslight, your gaslight, there we go, doesn't get all the way to empty. So that's about what I've got for you this week. I just wanted to put this out here pretty soon because, because I encourage people to work fast and hard. And as a result, it, burnout is a very real possibility. And I've been so blessed with working with people who are willing to do this hard work and have done this hard work. And it's been phenomenal. And they are so inspiring to me because of how quickly and willing they are to work and to build and create and to write and to do everything that is necessary for their novel to come into being. And they get exhausted, as is expected. So I want to put this out to you, whether or not you work with me, whether or not you're just starting your novel, just remember it's important to celebrate the small victories. Whatever your goals are, it is so important. And some of the best ways to celebrate is to figure out the fun ways that nourish you and pay attention to what your body is asking you. Pay attention to what your mind's asking you. Pay attention to what your spirit's asking you. If you want to get to know yourself a little bit more, Go to www.naturalwritercoaching.com and go and get the Celtic Cross Spread for Writers Workbook. This is completely free. And what it does is it walks you through the Celtic Cross Spread, but through journal prompts. And it helps you dive into where you are right now as a writer. And this is going to pinpoint where your weak spots are, where your blind spots are, where your strengths are, what's helping and supporting you as a writer. When you do that, then you can understand better how to nourish yourself, how to keep yourself from getting burnt out, and how to keep your motivation as a writer going. That's all I've got for you this week, but I hope to hear, see you, whatever it is, next week. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You can subscribe on, well, you're listening to it, so I won't tell you where you can subscribe to this. <laughs> But please do subscribe. Please do follow. If you have the ability to do so, please rate and review this podcast. I would love it if you did. I'm pretty partial to five stars. Just putting that out there, you know. <laughs> if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Natural Writer Coaching. I'm on Facebook and Twitter, but it's not really much point in following me because mostly I'm a lurker. But otherwise, you can go and get yourself a free Celtic Cross 
workbook. Oh, and also when you sign up for my newsletter, you also get like a free mini course. Just throwing that out there too. Fun. <laughs> and that little mini course is about all, all about structuring your novel and key components and questions to ask yourself. So thank you again for listening and I will see you next week. Take care. Happy writing, guys.